Welcome to episode 10 of the New Writers Podcast. I am your host, Chris Langan, coming at you once again. And boy, oh boy, <laughs> you're in for a treat this episode. I, You know what? I hope you're in for a treat every episode. But this episode, episode 10, our 10th episode anniversary, episode anniversary. Nope. I'm going to... I'm not going to go with that. But uh, our 10th episode, uh, there was a, quite a funny little story happened to me. Quite a funny little thing. And so this episode is going to be about me sharing that with, with you. And um, But it actually is kind of relevant. So something happened to me that I never thought would ever happen. I, I, I've talked about the projects I've been working on lately on my, you know, I've got, I've got two different... Two different novels in various uh, stages, states of preparedness, and I, you know, one one's kind of an action sci-fi, action adventure sci-fi novel, and the other one is kind of a little on the dark side, and um, I've been working on that one for quite a bit, and it's it's actually the follow-up, the novel, the dark novel is a follow-up to a short story that I wrote. And what happened was that I, I'm a big fan of Christopher Paolini, uh, Paolini, sorry, Chris, <laughs> Christopher Paolini. And he, for those of you who don't know, he was the, he is the author of the Inheritance Cycle uh, series of books, which is um, Aragon and Brissinger and, and, you know, those drag, Dragon Rider books, all high quality books, really really enjoyed them. Uh, there was a movie made about Aragon. Wasn't the greatest movie. That's okay. You know, <laughs> books are always better than movies, so you, you know how that goes. But this, this you know, Christopher Paolini, uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And so I heard that he had uh, written a science fiction novel. And so I got my hands on one. Uh, on a copy, and it's called "To Sleep in a Sea of Stars," and I was excited to read it. And I was, you know, I, it, there's something always kind of magical about getting a new book, you know. You, you, and and especially, I actually was in the midst of reading another book when I when I got um, uh, "To Sleep in a Sea of Stars," and so there was even like even kind of a, a, a more sense of built up anticipation. Like I was reading. I was reading Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson, and, which was very good. I want to want to read the the rest of that series, but I wanted to before I did that. I wanted to read um, Paulini's book. So, and, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing his last name wrong. Uh, but anyway, so I picked. I, I had it waiting for me, and as soon as I finished uh, Mistborn, I dove. I dove right into to sleep in a sea of stars and I'm reading and it's good stuff I get about mm, 40 pages in we'll say, we'll say about 40 within, within the first 40 pages and I'm reading and the main character her name is Kira and she's on a spoilers for the first 40 pages of to sleep in a sea of stars <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to reveal anything that you couldn't really infer from reading the back cover or the, the cover jacket. And so, 
Kira is a xenobiologist and is part of a survey team, and they are surveying. And it's like on the last day of of uh, the, the very tail end of this plant of this survey mission on this planet, and and she goes to investigate this one last thing. There's some other stuff. I'll leave that to you, uh, since it is a fairly new book. But she goes to investigate this, you know, some some strange readings, and she falls in a hole. And there's this dust that kind of moves on its own and pretty much engulfs her. And it's and, you know it's very it's a very uh, very harrowing scene, very very you know intense scene where it just. It engulfs her. She can't get it off. It's sticking, but she can't. You know, it sticks wherever she touches it, and it gets. She's wearing this uh, skin suit, but it gets inside the suit, and it, it goes in her mouth, and she blacks out. Uh, so, I read that, and I was so just. I I was just a mix of emotions, and let me tell you why, because there the short story that I'm writing. The follow-up novel to, if that makes sense, the, the short story that I wrote is about a team of, and so there's differences, but about a team investigating, exploring on a on a distant planet, and there's this sand that's everywhere, and the sand ends up. <laughs> basically doing the same thing that the dust in Paolini's book did. And so now, so I read that and I'm like, that is my story. Oh my gosh. You know, how, how is this possible? Because I haven't published that story. I haven't, you know, I, I've done some, done some, I've shown people to edit it, but you know, it's, it's an unpublished story and I mean, I you know, it, there's no feasible way that there's any sort of overlap, and I and even if you know, I I don't I don't believe, for, I don't believe for a second that there's any sort of intentional overlap. But so what that brings me to, oh, and I and I hadn't read, um, uh, to sleep in a sea of stars before I wrote my story. Like I wrote my story like, geez, 2017. I'd have to go double check the date on that, but I think that's what about when I wrote my sh- that short story, <laughs> and so I saw this, and I'm like, "Wow, how crazy is that? You know, what are the odds that that two different writers would write stories with similar elements to it?" And <laughs> I was kind of kind of that thing where I'm just—it's kind of. How can I explain this? It's a little flattering in a way because I feel like you know me and me and another writer, a successful writer. And I don't consider myself a successful writer because I haven't published anything yet. But a successful New York Times bestseller writer who had a, a book made into a movie, uh, we came up with a similar idea, similar plot point, and that just that amazed me to no end <laughs> it's just you know I, I, I can't even you know it makes me excited for kind of kind of like what to show myself what I'm capable of and 
and what level I could be on. You know, and I'm not trying to brag here or anything like that, but it just it just kind of cracks me up. Like I, me and Christopher Paolini had the same idea. Well, it, granted, not the same exact idea, I don't think. But <laughs> so, and and I know that we always hear. Well, I don't know that we always hear, but we hear stories about how of you know authors and and borrowing heavily from other authors and and uh, differences as far as you know, I don't want to say ripping off because that seems a little harsh, but, uh, you know, making, writing their own version of another story. Like, for example, uh, after Star, after Star Wars became such a big success, uh, there was so many other space adventures uh, that, that came out after that not not none of them were you know as good as Star Wars but you know people star, saw Star Wars and like yep I'm going to make some of that some of them were blatant rip offs rip offs if i remember correctly but you know it's even with Battlestar Galactica <laughs> you know the original not the uh, not the remake but you know that's you saw when i i think when i was a kid and i saw them like oh that's Star Wars I'm like no it's not Star Wars but, and I think too, like when when Aragon was successful, was so successful, there was a bevy, a slew of books that came out afterwards about dragon riders, which is fine, which is you know, not not a bad thing so long as you know they didn't you know, I don't know, I don't know any, that anybody was straight up copying. I, they shouldn't have, wouldn't have, but. So this brings me to a point where I'm thinking, like, okay, this is one of those ones. You know, as writers, we want to be original. We want to be creative. We want to. We don't want to use anyone else's work because that that takes away from what we do. And so now I'm in a situation where that that it's one of those things that that it always feels like so rare. You know, like. Like, imagine, um, you know, imagine a, a, a kid being worried, you know, being told not to copy someone. Don't copy someone else's work. And then that, you know, that kid, that student, and I, I, I was that student, was always like, well, what happens, what do we do if it happens on accident? <laughs> you know, and not necessarily accidentally copying someone else's work, but what if we come to the same idea and it looks like we're copying? <laughs> You know that that kind of situation. I, that's a horrible analogy. I don't know that that it kind of conveys how I feel, but it 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 feels very much like, wow, how did how did we both go there at you know not the same time, but like so well, kind of at the same time. I'm sure I'm sure he was working on his book a long time before I wrote my little short story or whatever. So I'm I'm and I'm not even. You know, it's 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 just funny. You know, I'm not I'm not all oh he's ripping me off or you know no 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 he is not ripping me off. Um, because he couldn't. There's no there's no possible way. So so now this brings us to the question of what do I do? Uh, I I thought about this for for a little bit and I was wondering you know what do I do? You know, what, what's the best course of action? Because I don't, I read that far in the book and I don't know 
I don't know what else is going to happen. You know, I'm only 40 pages in, and I don't know... I, this whole thing could be completely much ado about nothing, I, where, you know, you know, they could totally go off on different tangents uh, as far as being similar to what I've been writing, or, or not, or it could be, you know, pretty similar. But the thing is, is that now I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be in a position where I, it even looks like I copied or anything like that or borrowed anything from him. Not because I, you know, I'm, like I said, a big fan of his writing, but I don't want to, it feels cheap to me. It feels cheap. And so what, you know, but think about it. What would you do if you and another author, another writer had the same idea at the same, you're writing actually not at the same time, same time, but you're writing a book and another writer comes out with a book that has some very strong similarities to yours. What would you do? You know, um, I think, you know, first off, <clears throat> in my case, what I did is I, I put the book down. I put down to sleep in a sea of stars because like I said, I don't want, I don't want to read that and be influenced in my writing, especially at my, at the point where I'm at right now, because in, I'm almost done with the first draft of the novel that of, in this Let's call it some sort of, you know, sand, sand verse, sand universe, sandy universe, whatever. And dustiverse, that's kind of a good one too. Oh no, he, he calls his something, um, fractalverse. Yes. These, uh, I read that this is the first book in the fractalverse of his. So, uh, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want any of this to influence the story I have in my head. So I put the book down and I'm not going to pick it back up until I finish with the, at least the first draft that I'm, that I'm writing right now. And, and I have, I have ideas for, for the next novel in, in, in potential novel in this potential series that I've been writing. And so now I'm kind of of the point where, well, maybe I shouldn't even read it until after I'm done with that one too, because there, like I said, this is very tough to guess because without, without knowing where, where Paulini's book is going to go, only having, you know, only seeing something kind of similar being like, ah, you know, I don't want to do that and putting it down. I, you know, now, now I'm kind of second maybe triple guessing that you know maybe I shouldn't read it until I'm I'm done with my stories and you know if my story if he can he's got one book so far and if he covers in one book what I plan on covering in like two or maybe three books you know that still feels a little little a little weird like I don't want him to like I said I don't I don't want to be influenced by what what I read of his not the stuff not I'm not talking about style I'm not talking about how well he writes but I'm talking about his ideas his concepts his his world his world building you know I don't want to be like oh yeah that's a good idea already already even because to sleep in a sea in a sea of stars has a, a map in the in the fir- first pages and it's a star map and it's got a list of you know the soul system and I think Bernard star is there and wolf 
I don't know if Wolf 395 is there, but that different known stars and their distances from our solar system. And I thought, that's a good idea, man. I should, because my, my story in the, in the, the world of my story, earth is, you know, earth is earth, but we have, you know, humans have progressed enough to have faster than light travel and they have colonies. They have colonies. Uh, you know, and not just, you know, not, well, different colonies of different, uh, different stages of development, but most of the colonies are pretty well established, you know, and they're not, they're not settlements or anything like that. You know, several of the colonies are full blown cities, full blown, you know, several cities with, with a planetary system, stuff like that. So, and seeing that, I was like, I saw that map and I was like, that's a good idea. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't get into it. Don't, don't, don't start. Don't start. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm going to do for now. I, I put down, I put down to sleep in a sea of stars and I will, I think I'm going to have to hide it for myself because I'm really excited. Like I was really excited to read it. I really wanted to read it. And, uh, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to have to wait until I feel that I've written enough of my stories in this in the in my world that I'm writing to not be influenced by anything I read. So so yeah, that was I thought that was just so crazy to me. You know, and I'm sure some of you guys are like, what? That's dumb. You know, what's <laughs> that fine? But another thing I did and <laughs> this part, I'll share this part with you too guys. I uh I wrote a letter. I wrote a letter to uh, Mr. Paolini. And, you know, there's a... If you go online, he's got... He's pretty... There's a, I, don't, I don't want to call it a process, but he, there's... He's got a website. And at the website, you can... You know, it shows how to contact him. And so I wrote him a nice one-page letter. That I will share with you now. So, here we go. My letter to Christopher Paolini. Dear Christopher, greetings and salutations. My name is also Christopher, although I usually go by Chris. First off, let me say that I'm a big fan of the inheritance cycle. I'm sure you probably get a lot of that, and I hope it never gets old. I'm writing to you not because I have any real questions, but because I want to share a funny little story with you. Don't worry, there's no attached manuscript or anything. I at Side note, I added that little bit in because I, I don't know his case, but I, I know that actually it does say somewhere on his website, do please do not send um, manuscripts or you know, stuff, like pieces of work for him to read. And you really shouldn't do that with any author, any writer. It's, it's, it's kind of bad form. Like, it's different if someone asks you for something but you shouldn't it feels very very kind of sketchy to just you know email like Stephen King and be like hey can you read this for me and then attach like a manuscript that's, that, don't do that that's 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 bad <laughs> that's bad anyway back to the letter so I'm an unpublished writer been working on a few things for a couple of years now and I absolutely love it one of my first short stories is about a crew of explorers following a signal on an alien planet the planet is covered in sand and the sand turns out to be the aliens in a dormant state. And in my story, they invade the body 
of the exploratory team. Sound familiar? Last night, I started reading To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. I got to the part where Kira falls in the hole and the dust invades her body. It's a tough thing trying to explain to your wife while you are simultaneously laughing and cursing. To be clear, and to put it in writing, I am not claiming that you copied any part of my story, nor do I intend to copy any part of yours. But what are the odds? I never thought I would run into one of these hypothetical scenarios where two writers come up with similar story ideas, independently of each other. I am legitimately, legitimately amazed by the whole situation. So, in order to avoid any unintentional influencing, I had to put to sleep down. Which is a shame, because I really looked, was really looking forward to it. You see, I am currently writing the first draft of the novel-length follow-up to my Alien Sand story. I had no idea how closely to sleep resembles my story, but I don't want to run the risk of unintentionally borrowing any ideas. Long story short, please get out of my head. <laughs> I'm still a fan, probably even more so now. Congratulations on To Sleep. I'm sure it's an amazing tale. Sincerely, Chris Langan. So yeah, <laughs> I, I wrote that little 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 thing up and I, I sent it off to him. I and it by snail mail too. So I'm hoping that yeah. And I'm, it's tough to judge gauge how much you know when, when if at all get a response. But I I thought it was I, I, my intention was not to <laughs> my intention was to keep it light and funny and hope that he would get a kick out of it. You know this is this is a. Uh, this is nothing as far as, you know, uh, as far as, you know, there, there's no malice behind me writing that letter at all. And I hope, and I hope that comes across when he reads it. it I, I, you know, I hope so. But I, I just thought it was funny. So when, if and when he responds to me, I will share that with you guys. Uh, this is, this is kind of a fun little thing now where. I feel like it's, you know, <laughs> me versus Christopher Paolini. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be a fun little uh, Sheldon, Will Wheaton uh, rivalry to have. But eh, we'll see. It's, it's just, it's, pre- it's probably, no- it's, it's nothing. Much ado about nothing, like I said. So, but, but yeah, so I guess the takeaway from this for all you new writers is don't, be very careful as far as, uh, um, not stealing, but, but borrowing ideas from other writers, you know, be very careful about that because it's not cool. It's not cool. You know, uh, there was another kind of situation where this was a couple of years ago, um, maybe around 2018, 2019, I I was on a kick where on Twitter I was I was uh you know following writers and authors and and whatnot and uh I followed one of the guys I believe his name was Walt Whitman let me double check real quick but he was one of the guys who wrote the campaign story for Star Wars Battlefront 2. Him along with another guy named Mitch Mitch Dyer. 
and I was, I, he, oh, he opened, he had open DMs on Twitter, so I thought, cool, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a message, and, and, oh, Walt Williams, oh my gosh, not Walt Whitman, <laughs> Walt Williams is the, um, is the uh, video game writer for Battlefront 2, and <laughs> I thought, that's funny, I thought that, um, yeah, Walt Whitman is the, uh, the poet, I believe, anyway, uh, Walt Williams, and so I sent him a message, and, and we, he he responded, you know, and I was, I was trying to pr- pick his brain a little bit about writing and, you know, if he had any advice and stuff like that. And he actually, he had, he had great advice. He had great advice. He told me, he told me to, um, you know, it should be, when I write, I should write for someone, you know, with someone in mind. You know, who is this book for? And and he said that, you know, it's it's okay if if it's for me. You know, if it's something that that I want to read. So it doesn't have to be, but it's okay if it is. And I thought that was fantastic, you know, because I hadn't really looked at it that way before. You know, who's going to, who is this for when I'm writing something? So, and I, and I suspect that a lot of writers start off with writing for themselves, which is good, which is a good thing. You write, you know, you write what you want to read. You write what you want to read and, and, and own it. But, but yeah, so, um, oh yeah, but one of the things that he told me too, like I, I, I don't, I don't know if it came up, I don't know how it came up. I, I may have, um, done the thing that I just said not to where, you know, I asked him if he, if there's any chance he could read something of mine and that's probably, I think that was what happened. But he was really cool about it. He said, "He said, look, I I'm gonna have to decline because of for for uh, not legal reasons, but for uh, you know copyright and and IP reasons. You know, if and he explained it to me that if if I shared with him something that I wrote, then he would be under the legal gun anytime. You know, if he wrote anything even remotely close to that, because then I." could come back and claim that I gave him the idea for whatever he wrote. And so, and it doesn't matter if that's my intention or not. He has to protect himself, which I totally understand. You know, it's not, you can't, <laughs> trust, trust me, I'm a good guy, but it doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't know that. Walt Williams didn't know that. So he's, he's got, there's a certain amount of protection he has to take care of himself. And I totally get it. And, and the way he explained it, I'm, I'm sure he did a better job than I'm doing right now. But the way he explained it made absolutely 100% sense. 100% sense? So that, that's what I want to kind of convey to anyone else who is getting started on writing. You know, don't be, be careful on what you borrow. Now, style, writing style, there's, that's, if you want, there's no, no rule that says you can't, um, you know, write and with certain style, you know, some people, some writers use flowery words. I believe they call it purple, purple words, purple. They write purple because it's, I don't, I'm not sure about the connection there, but it's, it's very flowery, very literary. I don't usually, I usually don't write that way. I'm very kind of to the, to the point and matter of fact, and, but there's no, no one has a copyright on writing flowery flowery literarily 
that's a tough word to say. But anyway, there's nobody has a copyright on that. So style, you know, you can do whatever you want. As long as you kind of, you know, understand the rules as far as, you know, crafting stories and stuff like that. And by rules, I mean guidelines, you know. Rules seems way more uh, hard-lined than, than what I'm intending. But, you know, the, the guidelines of writing and crafting a story, every, you know, a writer needs to know those so that they can craft their story within that framework. And then when you get really good, you can bend that framework in exciting ways. So, but, you know, if, if you see a writer, you know, writer, other writers, they have, they have ways of doing their stuff too. So you don't want to, you know, if, if it would be easier to recognize someone's, someone borrowing the style, um, I'm sorry, it'd be harder to recognize someone borrowing another writer's style than another writer's concept, another writer's story beat, story idea. So, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, borrow borrow the good things. Borrow how they are with words, how they, you know, how much detail they put into their world. Don't borrow, don't borrow their world, because it's their world, but borrow, borrow how much they put into it. Borrow, you know, the 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 characters don't don't borrow their characters borrow the depth of their characters you know it, oh, that's this all sounds pretty good i'm hope you hope you guys are are uh, digging this but anyway yeah that, this whole thing just kind of cracked me up and 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 really kind of did a number on my confidence you know i i feel i feel like i said earlier i feel good like me and a new york times best selling author had similar ideas so that that's kind of like I said, that's, that's a confidence booster now that's not to say that <laughs> I, you know whenever I have a different idea than a New York Times best selling author that I don't you know that I'm down on myself because I'm not but uh, it's you know it's, like, it's kind of a good feeling it feels like I'm on the right track it feels very much like I'm on the right track and so so yeah, so that's my uh, more more kind of chronicle today than more kind of a journal entry today than a than any solid writing advice. Although I tried to throw it in there towards the end, but but yeah, I hope you guys I hope you guys enjoyed my little little story about me versus Paulini, and that that'll be episode ten for you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back here. I'm hoping that. You know, like I said, I want to be more uh, more consistent with this with this podcast. So, and I know this is another one where it was just me rambling. So I'll try and I'll try and get some guests on. Jeez, oh, it's no satisfying anyone. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing. So, but anyway, for now, that's been episode ten of the New Writers Podcast. I've been your host, Chris Lang, and thanks for joining me. You can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore Langan L-A-N-G-A-N and the show has its own Twitter it's at the new writers P1 yep still haven't gotten that changed <laughs> so I don't, I don't even know if I can, I can at this point we'll see but if it changes you all will be the first to know it uh, follow follow me there follow me on Instagram uh, Chris Langan 1981 at Chris Langan 1981 
Uh, I don't have a lot of writing stuff on Instagram, but I'm hoping to change that. And and yeah, so keep keep on writing, keep keep powering through. Uh, you know, just one step at a time, one day at a time, and and uh, yeah. As I always say, as I end each every show, may your muse smile upon you and your words ring true.